This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's a night show. And we are live and welcome to another episode of the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Joining you here on a Sunday morning, September, gentlemen. We have turned the calendar here. Close to fall football season has arrived. It's a different feel in the air. It feels like when football is available on the weekend, it does something feels right about that. America feels right. right? It feels good when you can wake up to football on Saturday. And I'm joined by Brian, the main man, Johnson, Tyler McGurk with me as well here with a Sunday morning. It's always good to have you on the Sunday morning instead of always at Monday night or whatever we're doing it on a Tuesday night. So Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this podcast. This 2003 NFL season we'll be talking about just a spectacular season. A lot's changed, um, and it's good to be talking to my guys. Uh, I got a guy, Dirty Fanatics United, headed into church. Wanted to drop by and leave a comment, but we'll check out the replay. Appreciate it, man. Have a good uh, good you. service over there, and we'll check out uh, check out your show as well later on. I watched a little bit of his podcast this week. The Falcons fans, like I said, Brian, I'm on board. You're not with the Saints, so we'll get we'll talk about that, of course, a little hey, bit tonight. Uh, I, I took Sean Robinson as my starting running back in the money league, so yeah. – they're starting to turn on you a little bit. They're starting to rub off a little bit, Johnson, there. So, yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for tuning in uh, and checking out the replay as well. Have a good Sunday there out there. Um, all right, so, Brian, how are you doing out there? Football, I know for you, like, this is just, like, you have a smile on your face, I feel like, every day I talk to you now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, like, Christmas time come early. <laughs> and then Thursday, Every Sunday, you know where you can find Are Brian, you taking right? Thursday off TV? I'm saying I'm just saying I'm I'm hyped up. Thursday night is the opening of the season. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think the the Lions are gonna you know press the Chiefs a little bit. Yeah, but are you taking more importantly? Are you taking a day off of work? That's what I want to know. Are you taking no, Friday? No. What was it last year that you did that? You took Monday night off or something like that? I always thought that was a good. Are you doing that this year? Taking Monday night off. No, I, okay, I, yeah. I figure because Labor Day this weekend, we have like a long weekend, so I'll get reboosted. Well, that's yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Tyler, uh, with football season in the air here a little bit, we got the I thought it'd be we got the 2023 season upon us, right? Uh, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to look back, like we did this with the NBA a few years ago, to look back at the 2003 season, uh, just to kind of give us a perspective a little bit on where football kind of has gone in the last 20 years, kind of look at some of the old names, some of the old pro bowl, uh, pro bowlers, all pros, uh, some of the big moments that year. Uh, we'll start with you, T. What, uh, what stood out to you the most looking back at the 2003 season? I mean, there's a couple things, but, I mean, to move to the end of the season, just the playoffs, the games in the playoffs were ridiculous this year. There were iconic games. There's the Green Bay versus Seattle. We want the ball. We're going to score pick six on the first play by Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, you have the Carolina St. Louis game, the double OT thriller with uh, the, it was like the last Mike March hurrah. Steve Smith takes it like 80 yards on a little slant. It's a great game. I was at your house watching it with you and Casey. I remember it yeah. like it was nothing. Um, and then there's the Freddie, Freddie Mitchell, 24 yard, fourth down, first down against the Packers to go to the NFC championship game. And then the Super Bowl was just spectacular. Just a slow start. A great finish to a Super Bowl, one of the best second halves I've ever seen, with Jake Delhomme battling Tom Brady, and the the great one always finds a way to win, and if that's you, what happens. Just a great playoff run. 
Let's start there with best games then with 2000. Let's go there. You, you started it. Let's go best games with it. That was one of my categories anyways. If I look at that, when I look back at that box score with that game, all the scoring came at the end of the second quarter and basically throughout the fourth quarter, but a big portion of it was at, from the seven-minute mark down uh, in the fourth quarter. But, man, there were so many big plays in that game as well, like Muhammad with the big play, Steve yep. Smith early in the game with the big play. And then you had – uh, the uh, branch with a view. You just had everybody making big plays on both sides of the ball. And then, of course, Vinatieri hits the field. I was over at uh, my, I was over, I think I was over at my Nana's house watching that one. I think that's where we had probably, probably maybe right before she passed away. So that was like one of the last ones over there. I also had the Chiefs and Colts also played a pretty classic yeah. playoff game. It was like 38 31 in that one as well. Um, I don't think there was a punt till like the middle of the fourth quarter. And we left, and we left out Ravens Titans. Like that was a that was a pretty pretty. It wasn't like the prettiest football game, but if you like like good tackling and a close game, that's what that wasn't like the worst game. It wasn't thirty eight three or something like that. And then a couple other ones. Uh, I had it. I had it. I posted it this morning, Brian. Cardinals Vikings last game of the year. Cardinals. I remember, I, I love that Cardinals team because of Bolden. He was rookie of the year. And he get the uh, Josh Josh McCown comes in on the last play and throws a touchdown to the corner to eliminate the Vikings in the, <laughs> out of the playoffs in that match. And that's still to be one of the greatest calls. No, no. <laughs> no do you remember who it was thrown to? I don't remember the name, but I just remember Anquan Bolden would probably get a 15-yard penalty for the tackle he made on his own player. Man. <laughs> a legal hit on your own team. Uh, what do you got, Brian? Um, I'm, I just looked at the stats of that year and just uh, it wasn't like a very pass heavy league because uh, I think Peyton Manning had 4,500 yards. He led the league in passing. And nowadays it's like 5,000 yards are leading the NFL in passing. So it was kind of unique in that aspect. It was probably what more of a running league. Much more of a running league. I'm going to get to that in a second, but go ahead, T. Yeah, I was gonna, just going to build on that. Like, there were actually bell cow backs back then, like guys who were getting the ball. There were 13 backs with over 300 carries. There's three last year. Uh, uh, Ricky Williams carried the ball 392 times, only averaging 3.5 yards per attempt. Could you? No wonder he went to go smoking. <laughs> He's getting three and a half yards, like getting it three, like every time. It's crazy. Yeah. Who was the coach that team? I should have looked it up. Was that was – that, uh... uh... Was that what? Was that Wines? Well, the guy at the W. The guy, Wines Yeah, that was. was it I think it was Dave Wines. Um, Tyler, it's so funny you had that. I literally wrote that down. You wrote that in the same order. Thirteen guys with three hundred carries, three in two thousand two. Um, Favre, Brian, just real quick to, on your point there to wrap that up is Favre led the league with thirty-two touchdowns. Like that's yeah. not that many. It feels like now, right? Somebody, and then nobody else had thirty. I think Manning had twenty-nine that year. A few other guys right below that. Tyler, on that running back point, too, I look back from this year. Okay, so from this year, we had three, right? Or last year, yeah. whatever. I look back it all the way from all the way to 2012. There was no more than two people that had more than 300 carries. So maybe a year with one, maybe a year with two. Nobody had more. There was no year where there was somebody with three carries the whole time uh, with 300 yards, with uh, over from 2004 to last year. No, no, just the 2012. And then in 2012, there was five guys. That was like Marshawn Lynch and a few others. So my point is you're right about the running backs. That's the biggest thing I noticed was 
the amount of carries 13 guys is 300 carries that's yeah. that's a lot you're not gonna there's no way you're gonna get close to that this year no no chance at all yeah and there's also five guys with 400 touches none this year there no one got the ball 400 times at all i mean that's amazing no wonder these running backs are banged up all the time especially um, back in the day and i thought one of the headlines i had was kind of funny it said was uh brett Favre's skills diminishing <laughs> Well, I agree with that one. There's a lot of things diminishing about him. Hey, can I just real quick, Brian, listen to these running backs, though, back then. Just real, I mean, I, I'm going to go. This is this is based on the attempts, okay? Ricky Williams, Jamal Lewis, Amon Green, Deuce McAllister, Fred Taylor, Travis Henry, Sean Alexander, Curtis Morton, Martin, Priest Holmes, Stephen Davis, Ladanian Tomlinson, Eddie George, Edron Durage, Edron James, and then 14th, he just finished 10 carries shy of 300, was Clinton Portis, who had an unreal year in 2003. I thought it was kind of funny. Like that's some pretty stacked names, like on that list of running yeah, backs right there. Like Travis Henry, I was like, who is that again? That's a wrestler. I Tennessee. He went to. He was. He always had the weird upright thing of it. Yeah. Colorado, right? Shout out Colorado. I think that's where he went to school there too. No, he went to Tennessee. Uh, I thought. I thought he went to Colorado. I got it wrong. Uh, who was the guy? Chris Brown. That's the guy. Is that who yeah. I'm thinking? I went to Colorado yeah. or somewhere. Uh, not the not the singer Taylor. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the 2003 with the, with the stats. Falk, I also noticed, Tyler, that was kind of the end of his, him after yeah. this year. He got 800 yards, and that was kind of the end of his career. And the Rams, basically, at that point as well. Mm -hmm. They kind of went downhill after that. Yeah, Steve Smith put a dagger in him. Yeah. One thing I noticed real quick is injuries. Yeah. Like the quarterback, the, all these rules to protect the quarterback, only like – like more quarterbacks played all their games in 2003. 13 QBs started every game for their team. Only eight played every game last year for their respective franchise. It's just, it's funny how they try and protect them and people like there's no protecting these guys when you get hit by a 300 pound man and like it's just <laughs> you have, like the funniest story like going into this year is Tua taking uh, tumbling classes like oh yeah that's gonna help you fall with the guys driving you the well the way that you can hit a quarterback now you gotta be able to <laughs> somersault after you can roll over uh tyler on your point i thought it was funny that the cowboys made the playoffs with quincy carter as their uh, quarterback I thought that kind of stood out to me as well <laughs> I, I couldn't believe yeah. they did the and, and the the patriots had an unreal season 14 and 2. I, and they went that Brian, we went I we left it off on best games. The Bills, that was the year the Bills crushed them in week one, 31 nothing that year. And then I think the and then I think they lost to the uh Redskins in week four. They were two and two, and I think they won every game since then. <laughs> the whole season. They, they went up the season to win every game. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the big storylines going into the season with lawyer Malloy getting traded like five days before the season starts to the Bills. Right. Like come out and just crush them thirty eight to like three. Yeah, that was yeah, uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was actually a shutout. I think it was thirty-one. Nothing they got about that one. I think that's what I had. I, I had that's what it was. Um, that's, Jamal, that's, that season, McNair and uh, Peyton Manning won MVP. That was weird. I remember I was at the card shop. I remember that one. <laughs> Petaluma <laughs> that was announced. I had the game out there without uh, watching the Chick Fil A game. The Chick Fil A game was on ESPN. That's from the old days on a small TV there. Um, that was kind of weird that they tied. How about a guy that finished fourth in that season, but he rushed for over 2,000 yards, Jamal Lewis? He finished fourth at MVP voting, and he rushed for over 2,000 yards. And Tyler, one of my – I had down for records of this season. He ran for 295 yards in week four against Detroit – or uh, against uh, Denver. 
passing uh, Corey Dillon's 278 yards a couple of years before, also against Denver. So those are the that's what that was a record he broke back in 2003. Um, it's hard to believe he ran for that many yards, had that record, and got fourth in the MVP voting. I guess yeah, that shows running back never gets the respect. <laughs> no, they never had. Well, they used to back in the 70s and 60s. Uh, I, I, but really, back to the McNair point, his, yeah. his MVP numbers, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from but compared to today, they're pathetic. They were great back then. He was always banged up. He was always on the injured list. He deserves his respect. He missed two games as well, but he threw for like 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, and he ran for like 138 yards. It wasn't like he was this dual threat guy running for 500 yards. I, I looked at the numbers. I was like, how the hell did he not win you an MVP? But time and place – Everything's changed in the NFL. It has. It's like that 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 right there changed it. That like kind of showed me right away that there is like some big change. Just that MVP voting alone right there. Can I bring up some other records I thought were broken that year? Holmes gets twenty-seven touchdowns, passes Falks twenty-six. I thought that was kind of because right now the record I think right now is Tomlinson that holds that and Sean Alexander, I think, passed that as well at some point. The Bucks got sixty-nine. That's the most consecutive games with a sack. They passed that record, so that, that's a lot of games. The Raiders get one. I'm happy to get one. Let's go. <laughs> we got, they got sixty-nine. <laughs> that, that was the other thing. The Bay Area teams blew that year. Oh my gosh! Well, the Niners actually. It was our best Dennis Erickson season. The fun fact that was the year they hired Dennis Erickson and our guy John. If you're watching, that's the year you fired Dan Reeves, Week 14. I saw they got chaos. Dan the man. <laughs> Maybe he's still coaching the Falcons back then. Was he? I think he must have been right. Uh, he got canned. It said 2004 or 2003. Was Was uh, that the Jamarcus Russell era still? No, we haven't. No, that was Rich Gannon got hurt that year. We just came off the Super Bowl. Yeah, because I noticed you guys, you guys went four and twelve that year. Guess who our guess who guess who our backup was and had to play that year? Do you remember Rick Meyer? That day, that <laughs> rings around. He was, he was, he was, he was the, the guy from Seattle. Yep, he was bad. A couple other records: the Three Lions touchdowns at eight games for Rick Meyer. If you were one, <laughs> tough, tough, tough. <laughs> tough. Uh, li- the Lions. Uh, the Lions also had the most consecutive road games lost. I remember they were so bad back then. And then a, a, this was always a funny one to me. Uh, Mike Vanderjack, 41 straight field goals, uh, passing the 40 straight Gary Anderson got. Like both guys hit unclutch free throws or uh, free throws, field goals. Uh, it's just kind of funny that they both had the most consecutives. And then when it came down to crunch time, they both missed. I just uh, remember that goal. comment that, that Peyton Manning made at the Pro Bowl about Vanderjack. Uh, what did Manny say again? I forgot. What did he say? Like Manny... he said, Peyton Manning wasn't clutch. He comes to a <laughs> big game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Peyton Manning on the Pro Bowl sidelines. I gotta respond to my liquored up kicker talking about me. But he got. <laughs> I think he got uh, cut the next week. He did get cut. Um, I got uh, looked up a guy who I was like who. I was like, who passed away that year? I didn't see the only name that I saw that really Otto Graham. That's a name that everybody would know. Otto in 2003. It's a name we recognize. Um, only one coach fired, like I said, over there. Uh, some guys that were hired before the season Marvin Lewis, Bill Parcells, Steve Mariucci to the Lions. The guys he got. I, th- I always Hill. thought that was a mistake, the Niners letting him go. Really? At, at the time, I mean, because like, I guess Dennis Erickson. Yeah, when you downgrade to Dennis Erickson, it's always a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, two pretty good rookies, Anquad Bolden, Terrell Suggs. 
They would those are your rookies of the years on offense and defense. Uh, Jamal Lewis wins uh, one offensive player of the year, not MVP, like I said, but then Ray Lewis won defensive player of the year. Obviously, Bill Belichick uh, won coach of the year. Brian, comeback player of the year. This man is a legend back in the day. John Kitta for the Bengals. Come back. <laughs> that guy just lasted forever. John the man. John Was that Carson Palmer's rookie year? It must have been play? the year. Like, yeah, because that's yeah. who was the number one pick in 2003 was Carson Palmer. So they, they sat, sat out. out the whole year. Yeah. I remember they had those like first kind of they got off to a hot start right away. Because I remember that playoff game where Carson Palmer got knocked out by the Steelers. John Kitten that came in that game. John John did not get the job done. That was not what happened. John's um, bald head was rusty. <laughs> uh, uh, who we got? Bill Parcells replaced Dave Camp. Well, that's who it was. I wanted to see who had the most. Uh, so th- those were kind of some funny things I had for it. Some names to me, some forgotten names when I just look back at all the stats. Maybe if this is kind of a funny one, I had Aaron Brooks. I always just kind of, you know, just kind of a name out there. You forget a guy that got all pro, a forgotten name, a Niners guy. You got all pro that year, Julian Peterson. You got, you got all pro that. Oh, yeah, from Cal, Cal Berkeley, right? Yep. And then a tight end for the Falcons, actually. Al, I just had a great name, Algie Crumpler. Just like that name. <laughs> Whenever I hear that name, just he was an all pro. Michael Big Target. Dante Hall, how could you forget him? Maybe not forgotten, but just maybe for the youngsters out there. Dante Hall. I know I know the a bad headline was they said Michael Vick broke his leg in preseason. He did that year? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember. If you don't remember him getting hurt? I didn't know it was that season. Oh yeah, because that's what now I do against the Ravens now. Yeah, so I do remember that. Yes. He did get hurt. I do remember that this year. Who came in? Who was their quarterback for that year then? I don't remember the quarterback. Yeah, but, um, so I also had that. Um, a couple other things there before I move on is all pro. Like I said, Moss gets 17 touchdowns. Like you said, you mentioned the the carries by Ricky Williams as well. So I don't know. I just thought those were some of the most interesting things from that season. Uh, Tyler, that stood out. The playoff games, like you said, were probably the ones that kind of, at the end of the day, probably mattered the most, right? Oh, yeah. Like, just oh, a yeah. great playoffs. Really good. Yeah. I just kind of, I just thought it was kind of funny how people thought like Mark Bolger was like really good there for a while, but I don't know. I just he what did he last only three years and then he they moved on to somebody else. Brian, just because me and you are media guys and we like to watch Tim, Tim Saragusa got promoted to, to number two in the Fox Sports thirty. Uh, he got promoted to number two there, joining Dick Stockton and. Uh, Who's the co- who's the fullback for the Cowboys? He still does the Johnson. Daryl Johnson. Yeah, so Daryl Moose Johnson. That, that was kind of a little fun fact uh, for that season as well. Uh, Looked up any rule changes that matter back then? Not too many, just some kind of onside kick, one that wasn't yeah, really a big deal. So uh, just kind of it was kind of fun looking back at it. The running thing to me, to Tyler, was kind of fascinating though. Yeah. I'd- if you could you guess who had the third most attempts by a quarterback that year, you'd be shocked. Dante Culpepper. That no, you'd be shocked. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a good friend, Green. Joey Harrington. Wow. Oh, I forgot about Joey. No wonder they had the most conjecture. <laughs> Out of Oregon, he was supposed to be a big deal. Oh, that was other thing. I looked up primetime games. There's only there's only the two Thanksgiving games. That was it. There was uh, the Packers at Lions. 
Packers lost, though. The Lions won this one, 22-14 that year. So if you remember, wherever you were Thanksgiving, boys, the Lions did win that. The Cowboys game, which is always the big deal out, out here, starts at 1.30. Get the big halftime show, right? Miami beats Dallas 40-21. to 21. Uh, uh, John, What's his, the first? Jonathan Taylor, right? Dominated. Got an interception in that game for a touchdown. So I thought it was kind of fun looking at the, the pride. There's only the two pride. There's no, like, Christmas. No, no, like, maybe a couple Saturday games later in the year, but that was it. So, well, they have um, Sunday night and Monday night. Yeah, but I didn't want to go through all 17. Yeah. <laughs> for it, but uh, I thought that was kind of fun with it. For me, Tyler, the moment that stands out the most, though, is is the Steve Smith breaking the Rams in that one. That's the one for that season. I know that image is always going to stay with me just because of that game was crazy. You never saw double overtime that often back then either. No, it was crazy. It was a great game. Mine is the Deshaun Foster. What's it? something Foster? The guy he dies into the end zone. He has oh, a dark the, visor. Yeah. He was like one of the first guys to wear it outside of He's on the it. offensive side of the ball. I was like, oh, that's a, yeah. and it was a sick picture in SI the next day. And they had that other good running back too, um, Stephen uh, Davis too. Yeah, and he was solid. They were like too. the first running backs to do committee. I fell in love with Drake Delo. That you know, like this guy that like had no like you could tell he was like not that good, but good like. <laughs> I kind of want him as my quarterback, but he's doing good right now. <laughs> so um, that was kind of fun. It's always fun looking back like that on those on the on those seasons like that. Tyler looks like he's fighting off a fly. I'm fucking flying. Fucking buzzing around my ears. He's getting old over there, man. He's getting over. I was seeing things. Um, anyways, that was fun. We'll have to do that with. Uh, like I said, I got to get Trevor on one. I was thinking of a game I got to do with him, Tyler, because I think he'd be great at it for. Well, so I agree. I have to get him on there. A little shout out to let's be real. Yeah, basketball for sure. Um, all right, how about uh, let's go, let's keep it moving, Tyler. I just got to walk. Me and Brian talked about this a lot, but you haven't really got a chance to talk about it just real quick. Ty, the, the quarterback situation, you finally get a chance here to talk Trey Lance, Shannon Lynch, you know, basically sucking it up. Is this basically now, is this kind of their they got their quarterback now? There's no ifs, ands, and buts. Yeah, I think. We're, we have Purdy. Purdy's the guy. I have all the faith in Brock. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he'll be top three quarterback in the NFC, which isn't really saying much at this point, but I think that's where he'll be at the end of the season, maybe even top two. Uh, as far as the loser aspect of this, it, it hurts the Niners. Like As much as drafting Trey Lance, giving up the three first-round picks, you look at what could have been. The, I mean, they traded to the Dolphins to move up to number three. The Dolphins end up with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and the pass rusher from the Bradley Chubb. Obviously, we don't need two receivers. We could use a pass, but you could get that quality of talent with those three picks. It would just be nice to have those type of players on the team. And then you look at who you could have drafted instead of Trey Lance. It's a who's who is of players that get drafted after him. There's Parsons, there's Slater, the tackle for the Chargers. There's the receivers from... Uh, you, LSU. You did think he was a bum going into that draft. Who? Slater. You weren't like sold, you weren't like sold on him. You weren't. Okay, I'm not watching him every day. I don't know why. I didn't <laughs> want to tackle at that point. We already have McGlitchy. I'm not saying they're like the easiest. But I'm just saying. That. And then you have the corners in Sertain and JC Horn, who would be nice next to Ward. It's they a, got bailed hurt. out. Hurry bailed him out. That's what happened. Exactly, and that, yeah. that's where the trade sucks. They have to be held accountable in some way. Do I want any of them fired? No, because look at how they they got this roster ready to go with losing those that capital. Like, so I it, does it suck that it didn't work out? Yeah, absolutely. Is it 
<laughs> does it alter your franchise? Yeah, it does. But hopefully they can get through it even with all of that said. Like, I like his little... Are, and they do have a chance to win a Super Bowl even with all that said. I like his little shot he took at Jimmy uh, where he says that he was healthy two out of the five years. Unnecessary, right? Now. Unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he played great for those two. Wait, why, why is Jimmy <laughs> even talking about this? You're on another Jimmy. Why is he even being interviewed? Because Shanahan constantly says, oh, this is my guy. No, this is my guy. No, this is my guy. So if you're a quarterback. I, I think he needs room, to focus, really on, focus on the Raiders. Don't worry about <laughs> us. <laughs> they just asked him a question. And he answered in a very political way, actually. It didn't really I just that. thought it was a funny question. I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good answer. It just kind of was funny. Like he's like, <laughs> I, th- I think, I think we need to stop talking about players that aren't on here anymore and the week, we're about to get to week one. So what do you think of Sam Darnold then as your backup? You get hurt, is he winning you a Super Bowl? Is the season over? I just Some don't people think, say bold prediction they can still win I, with Sam Darnold. I, I, I don't think of it like that. I don't think of it as like if ands or buts. Like We don't even know if Purdy's going to get hurt. We don't have what a is, globe that's going to say he's going to get hurt. So I don't think Shanahan's of it like track that. Record says he's yeah, what about the track record saying that Shanahan quarterbacks get hurt every year, basically? I'm not saying he's going to get hurt, but there, you have to talk about things that are happening. That's what it, we do. What did Joe say about Purdy this week that you like, Joe Montana? He said something. You he tweeted he, it this week. He processes he said, things quickly. He gets the ball out quick, and he knows where and he knows how to make reads, and that's what he's asked then, to do. In that do interview it. he did, he said, I'm not a prototypical quarterback. I, I, just, I just win. One of my great sources, Dick Wright, he said that uh, Purdy has about nine. Mr. Hater. He said he had about Purdy had about nine tip balls that should have been intercepted that were dropped by the defensive uh, players. So he should have had twelve, have 12 what, more interceptions. What did I say? If and boss. <laughs> We do love those butts. I thought you'd appreciate that source. <laughs> All right, hey, let's as we can keep talking about it. Week one, though, let's look ahead to the Niners Steelers. Tyler, I know I'm, we're going to talk about it more. Talking the gridiron, but I want, if uh, maybe Tyler can join us, a surprise uh, appearance uh, tonight. Uh, who do you got though? If Niners Steelers, are you worried about this game at all? I, Brian, I'm going to get his take in a second, but like, let me get yours, your kind of thoughts here. Are you worried about Bosa still not being there? And is this going to affect the game in any way if he's not playing? I'm not worried about Bosa, but it's yeah, I think it'll affect the game for this, for this game. week one. Yeah, it'll affect things. I was worried about this game because of TJ Watt going up against Cole McKivitz. Like, I don't that's not a good matchup for the Niners. The Steelers are tough to play at home. We seem to be and it's tough to kick in Pittsburgh. If it comes down to a kick, our kicker has shown nothing to be like, okay, we can win. What I do I'd still bet on the Niners. I still believe the Niners are a better team and they'll find a way to win but i don't think it's this easy win that i was thinking three weeks ago especially with the way that kenny pickett's looked in the preseason not that i take but uh, in the preseason like he looked good practice. at the last okay they went practice. seven and two practice. brian they went seven and two to end the season last year does that not <laughs> you count should trade lance preseason videos on tmb <laughs> yeah you still it just doesn't fit your narrative bj brian <laughs> Hey Tyler, well, we, do you think we should the, just call it the Pittsburgh Pick, Pittsburgh Massacre? I I, I think if you, I'm just saying, Tyler, your last point is if for just this week, Bosa, are you can like if Bosa's not there, do you you still think you guys win the game? Yeah, but I don't. Okay. It'll be tough. I don't. Yeah, I, it's going to be tough even with Bosa. Pittsburgh is good. 
I feel, right. like, I feel like everybody's underestimating the offense. Like everybody goes, oh, if the key defensive players aren't there, what, like we're in deep, deep doo-doo. And the I just, don't, I just, I just don't think that's the case. I think that we have, we have a loaded offense. And outside of Fitzgerald or TJ Watt, I do not trust the Pittsburgh Steelers defense to hold us down. So It's Fitzpatrick. It's I don't know how you can trust this O-line after you, what you've seen. Since then, if you can't one player, I'm sure we can double him or like it's, it's well, pretty, I thought that about the the ball out of his hand quick. And I'm sure Shanahan's going to scheme plays where it doesn't make the old line look bad. That's all I'm and saying. And that's why I think we'll win is yeah. Shanahan will scheme things to get people open. But yeah. I still think there's the plays where you do have to block someone and <laughs> it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be a struggle on that side of the ball. Let, let's get into Jimmy against his daddy, Russell Wilson. Who's winning? Brian, are you taking the daddy? Or are you taking Jimmy? Or are they both daddies? Who are you taking right now? <laughs> I'm definitely taking the Broncos. I, I, I don't I, I don't think Jimmy's gonna in in Denver. He he stepped out of balance last year. It's, it's not looking good for Jimmy. What if he does it in the other end zone this year? Make it <laughs> He's great at QB sneaks. I think no one will fight you on that one. Agreed. Uh, Tyler, you think the Broncos win too? Yeah, I think the Broncos will win. I I think Jimmy G will be just fine. I think he was rusty last year coming off his first. He came off the bench the week before, but. And he did play terrible into the Broncos. The Niners, the whole team played terrible. Well, the defense was good, but the offensive side of the ball wasn't existent. Uh, I think the Raiders will be. I think the Raiders. I think can the defense is going to be better. I don't. I just think the Broncos. It depends how Jacobs looks. If he, if they can run the ball, it's going to be good. <laughs> hey, John, bringing up our fantasy draft, Tyler and Brian. This was going to be on our. This might be. This was going to be on my loser of the week in a funny way, but. Uh, <laughs> Like who? Who gives somebody eight hours to pick a traffic? <laughs> Tyler, did you hear about this? No. So we're doing a fantasy draft through Variety Sports Network, and we got guys. And I mean, I get the thought behind it is nobody could actually like make it direct time, so they just put eight hours for each pick. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's still going on. It's like, we got twenty six rounds, I think, in this thing. So. Where are we at? We might even do the pick live on the air right now. Where am I at in the draft? We are – might even be my pick for all I know. Brian, that could be your pick for all I know. It is uh, – uh, John's will pick will be here shortly. So, Brian, Tyler, we're on 17 here. It's been going on for about a week, the draft here. So, it's kind of fun. We still got 20 – we still got to get to round 23. I know. She's going to be started by the time this thing's done. Can we make it by, can we make it by Thursday? <laughs> Make my Thursday. Uh, I think I think we've only had a couple people go all eight hours. Makes you, it's like the face the fifteen minutes uh, NFL draft feel like nothing. <laughs> Dan, uh, what are your thoughts on Week One Raiders? Yeah, I, I think Raiders. I think the Raiders can get the Broncos in this one. I think this is like this is a game that the Raiders can, could pull one out. You know, I think the they're healthy right now with Jimmy G. They're not nothing at this point. It's gone wrong. They still have Adams. Renfro, I feel like, should be better. I think Myers should be better. McDaniels has a lot more pressure on him. I feel like they have, you know, Jacobs is back. That should help him as well. You don't, th you don't think Jacobs would be rusty just because he didn't really do anything? I think he'll be rusty for sure. I really just want to see – I really hope the defensive end that they drafted. I, it's a, For me, it's always pressure on the quarterback. And, like, and so they get third down stops. Like, they just never do that that ever. And then we'll see if the court, if Jimmy G can do kind of like I said, my problem with Derek Carr was is everybody like everybody always, I'm just getting killed by people with the Saints thing is like 
I just feel like he's. I'm with you. I just feel like he's. He's a big play guy. I get that a little bit way more than Jimmy, but like there is something to be said about kind of continuing drives too to help your defense. I'm just saying there is something with that that I'm not saying that makes you better or worse. I'm just saying for the Raiders, it never seemed to kind of go hand in hand. So I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts with it. I think the Raiders could pull this one out. I don't think the Broncos kind of, I mean, are, are we that scared of the Broncos? No, you shouldn't. Sean Payton's not playing. <laughs> so I don't know. The weight he's put on, I don't think he could make it out. There. No, I don't think he could. Um, I, let's go to you know, the. He, he's starting to turn into the big tuna. He's starting to turn into. He is. I throw the cheap shot to Sean. <laughs> Look at him from his like first year of the new. How about the guy? Now. How about Rob Ryan's? Was it Rob Ryan or Rex Ryan? Or I think it's Rob. I think it's Rob. That's McDaniel took a shot at his belly as well. That was it. Yeah, he's like that's quite that belly up there. Uh, let's stay. Let's stay at the Denver area. Question of the week here, uh, brought to you by Row One Brand. I use that code VSP15. Uh, get anything off in the art gallery there in their website. Tyler, the question is, with Colorado's big win over TCU, we could go there with the game a little too. Is Dion a top 10 coach in the country, or is he already the top 10 coach? What do you got? I mean, to answer the last part, is Dion a top 10 coach? I mean, I think he's a top 10 uh uh, program builder at this point. I don't think there's nine coaches I'd rather have over him to build my program if I'm yeah. guaranteed to have him as my end game. Because this is just a stepping stool for him. He's not going to be there for more than two years, if especially if they're good. If another, as soon as he can get to Florida State, he's going to Florida State. So, yeah, I think he's top ten coach. I just a spectacular win also. Just, just like Dion says, I keep the receipts. What did you think of the game? The, the, really his good. son, the quarterback, yeah. however you say it, and it's the door, just money. He yeah. just gets the ball out. He, when he needs to make a big play, he can throw it deep. I was very impressed. He does, definitely doesn't have the athleticism of Dion that I was expecting. I thought he could move a little better. He's kind of like a Byron Leftwich more than a Michael Vick-type quarterback, like as far as their athleticism go. But the way he could throw the ball, it looked special, at least against TCU. Who is TCU? The thing is, like the defense, right? Like TCU's defense. Like he was ripping, like on pretty good there. Like after the game about uh, about like people going at him, I never really felt that way about Dion. So I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of surprised he took that approach, just because, like, I don't know. I I just thought he was always a good coach. Like I was like, this guy's going to be good. He he'll be able to recruit out of his mind. He'll be able to motivate out of his mind if he hires good coaches, and he's you know, and he's obviously was one of the best players of all time uh, on defense. So he's going to be able to a like I said, recruit, and I'm sure he's a pretty good coach, obviously. So I don't know. I just I didn't really understand where he was coming at with all that at the end of the game. I get it, some of it, but at the same time, I was I mean, I get it, it's just his personality too. So that's kind of more what I take it as. This is Dion. He's always talked after games, right? Like that's just how he is. That's how he operates. He's which isn't a bad Prime thing. Time. Yeah, that's just how he gets results. So I'm not against that in any way. I just thought I thought it was kind of funny that he's already taken the me against the world approach here week one. So we'll see what happens in that regard. Brian, anything stand out to you about that game or Dion being a top 10 coach? I think he's a top 10 coach. What do you think? I, I just thought it was how they just looked unreal on offense, just making big plays. And Did you watch any of the other games? Yeah, I, I was imp- really impressed with North Carolina. Their quarterback looks really good, in my opinion. What was the quarterback for South Carolina? I mean, it, it, he actually came up on top of the Spencer Rattler. 
Yeah, he came up. He came up randomly on the pod last week. Uh, that's what made me think of that. South Carolina. I always root for them. I always like their uh, uh, their stadium, but they didn't play at it last night. They did not play at it. it Looks like they played. They played at the Panthers stadium. That's what it looked like. Oh, um, yeah. I think. But back to Colorado, good. real quick. Travis yeah. Hunter, just a special game. He played 110 snaps. My biggest, I, I was like, man, this guy can play more football snaps than a pitcher could throw pitches now. Like, how the hell is that, like, more advantageous <laughs> to a team than a pitcher throwing a pitch? Like, like that's got to be an absolute brutal Sunday morning for him. Yeah, everybody's talking about him as a Heisman, right, already? Yeah, that's a little premature. But yeah, he's a special player. Um, yeah, that was that was quite the game there for it. I, I think I think the team that's going to be in trouble this year is Ohio State. There, that quarterback they're going to throw out there, like, he, does, he does not look good at all. Like, I mean, based on Doug's Twitter, Twitter, so I was like, man, he's just pissed at Ryan Day right now. <laughs> he's getting crushed. I I actually got to watch the game. I watched the most is actually the Michigan one, and then the, I got to watch, like I said, the Texas Tech Wyoming game uh, a little bit. Those are the ones I was able to catch the most. I did watch Colorado here second and third, but I couldn't watch the end. And then Oregon dropping 81 points on Portland State. There wasn't very bad. many good games either. That was part of my <laughs> issue, too. Like, I got to say, like, the schedule for week one, Tyler. I mean, is it tonight the big one, LSU, Florida State? Is that the big game tonight? Yeah, I think that's tonight. And then next week, uh, Alabama plays Texas. I felt bad for that little duck having oh, to do no. 81 push-ups every time they <laughs> scored 74 push-ups. That, he's <laughs> going to have a rough morning. Him, who hurt, whose arms hurt more, him or Travis Hunter? They made a change at halftime. We need a new duck. Did you guys get to see the greatest uniforms ever? The blue Penn State and a whiteout and a night game? I got to get man. out there. Those I didn't watch that one. That and your other uniform you love, West Virginia. I feel like you love that I one, too. I don't love those right? uniforms. It's I ugly. I hate yellow uniforms. Anything with yellow. You're not a big yellow, so that's why you don't like the A's so much. Damn. Um, uh, no, that's good. Yeah, Penn State, a night game, those uniforms, nothing better. Tyler, that might be the most. The but but I could see North Carolina going up the top 25. They're a good team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cal, North Texas, did they do it for you? I heard they're going to have a great offense this year, right? That's what I hear. They have a great offense. They can just keep playing North Texas <laughs> get 50 a game here i do think i i do think them going to the acc here will be a little bit interesting with it as well tyler what do you think what's your uh giants meter here as we start to get to the bonanza part of the show here towards the second half of it what do you think uh what do you what's your what's the what's the confidence meter here with the giants what are they tied for the wild card right now i believe then adam with the rangers oh I, I, rangers I, 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 the Rangers are losing their mind right now. <laughs> like, I'll give the Giants ten uh, percent for every starting pitcher they have on the roster. That's thirty percent. I'll go thirty percent confidence meter. The Giants making the playoffs at this point. I mean, uh, do you think Gabe Kapler really could get fired if they don't make the playoffs this year? Uh, yeah, I think he could, and I think he should. I don't think he's a very good manager. I think he just could read a script, basically. You probably enjoy this headline. It probably does nothing for you. Harrison stumbles, but Giants see promise in the tough outie. That does nothing, right? right? <laughs> always promise. That's a good promise. So you're not feeling good with them at all. And come play after no, they like, can't. They're, like, they're, they're, out of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't they think don't, they didn't go and do anything at the deadline. Added starter. 
don't, you got what, what you get you guys back. You're tied for you're tied with Arizona right now. You're two behind the Cubs. You're probably not catching Philly, but Cincinnati and Miami are right behind. And the fact that you can't beat the Padres either, who have been terrible all season, and then you guys aren't able to beat them, that shows that you guys are not probably ready for the playoffs uh, whatsoever. Um, I did this a little bit with uh, with Jordan uh, and Josh on Thursday night for seventh inning stretch, but I did do it a little clearer this time. Maybe is if you could pick one player in the Baseball Hall of Fame that doesn't have the credentials to be there, who would it be? Needs at least twelve hundred hits to qualify. You can take a guess if you think he's close to it. I can look it up, but. Ryan, I know Mark Lepke, so he's out of the question for you. I said, you know, you can't take Mark, so it's got to be somebody other than than your boy. So uh, if you had to pick anybody else, who would it be? Um, I, I'd probably say Derek Jeter outside of his – He's in the Hall of Fame. It's got to be I'm saying, Oh, I thought you said – I'm just I saying – I said Torrey Hunter. I said I think he – I feel like he's uh, – Somebody that felt like a Hall of Famer. Oh, so, so it's somebody that isn't in there that should. Yeah. Be. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I definitely go P. Rose. <laughs> P. Rose, yeah. I know. Tyler, you got one? Yeah, I, I went another. I, I, I'm infatuated with shortstop for this. I went Raphael for call. Yeah, he's a, that's an interesting one. Played for the Cardinals and the Braves uh, as well. I had a lot of I, – I had Garrett Anderson down for a few, uh, as well. Uh, Jose Vidro. Tim Salmon. Jose, yeah, Jose Vidro, remember him from the White <laughs> I'd throw him in there from the Expo. So I thought that was a funny question. Tyler, are you watching any U.S. Open tennis? Yeah, I watched the Djokovic come back from two down to win. Is he the best tennis player ever? I think this is how I do it. I think at their peak, Nadal is the best. I think Djokovic has the best career, and Fetters was my favorite to watch. I think they're all great, but yeah, I think Djokovic will end up with the best career. But I think Nadal at the peak of his powers was the best. Okay, and that match. And I don't like Nadal. I hated Nadal. I always rooted against Nadal just for. So you think Djokovic is better than Pete Sampras? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think think, think Pistol Pete's like number five now on the list right now, right? Maybe four? Yeah. I just don't. I just don't remember a guy that was more clutch in major like championships than Pete. And Sam. to do it was, and nobody sweated more. Brian, how many? When's the last major you watched? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Andre Agassi was. Did Andre Agassi have hair or not hair? Did Andre Agassi have long hair? Was Brooke Shields in the picture or no? Uh, no, no, I just think I just he thought short, I watched. He had short hair and he was dating Steffi Graf. I, I just always like the U.S. Open. That's all. It's kind of like the one tournament that's like on. Like you can kind of watch a little bit. And, uh, I, I don't know that match. I saw him play a lot the other night. It was pretty incredible for him to be able to like go there. Uh, I just could, that was, to me that was pretty impressive the way he was able to fight back, Tyler. Like Absolutely. he does it differently in that regard. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you are enjoying that. Well, we're gonna get that's to that in just a second as well. Um, anyways, a little U.S. Open talk there. I thought it was kind of fun with Djokovic in there. We'll see if they he matches up again with uh, Alcaraz. That'd be a good matchup there. Uh, which player are you taking at their peak, Blake Griffin or Kevin Love? At their peak, who are you taking? Brian, who you got? I'm, I'm going to go Kevin Love. Tyler? I, they just, I, I mean, are they the best player on the team? I'm just saying, like I'm, the, I, I, at your peak, who would you want? Like, at their peak, their prime, who do you think was the better player? I'll take Kevin Love. He can fit into any team better. I took Blake Griffin. I felt like he I felt like he was – my reasoning was like he – when they were up, when they played, he worried me more than Kevin Love did when they were at their best. That's all I know is that the I yeah, but he also I, had people around him who had to like help made it easier for him. I just always worried about Blake. I always more thought the other players had to set Kevin up, Kevin Love up more than 
the other way around. That's how I felt when I watched it, looking back at it. Um, so, but I get the other way too. If you want to go with the fitting in, that's why I know a lot of people are going to go with because of the you know LeBron and all that with the Cavs as well. So, uh, but they both had great stats in their prime. But I go with that. Uh, King signed Javel McGee. What are the Warriors doing? Why are we not making any signings? We just have to have small people the whole life. Nah, that man, you, you, to you took you took my headline for the week. Brian, uh, Brian is the Johnson one. You got to come up with another one, Brian. Look up another <laughs> on one. On the fly. Got to come up with one on the fly, Johnson. Dude. You got to be clutch with it. Uh, Tyler, any thoughts? I mean, the Warriors don't like big people, I guess. Maybe they're a little prejudiced. They just want 6'11 and under. <laughs> Dario Saric. They don't even get six eleven anymore. Yeah, Dario. <laughs> they I don't know Saric what we're doing. We don't, we don't want a big. Saric, Ludi, anybody? Who's the other big? Draymond. Cowan <laughs> is the other big. Why doesn't that count? I know, big. but you know what I mean. I'm talking the actual big, big. We don't really have right, another right, like, center in there. Wiseman, nope, not there. Um, all right, Brian, I got one more that you could – I'll go let's see if I, you had time to find one there. Is Austin Reed the next great white hope? That's what I saw. Is he is he better than Mike Dudley already? Has he already surpassed the Dudley-esque era of basketball? Right, Tyler, would you rather have Dudley or Austin Reeves? That's the question there. Austin Reeves in a heartbeat. <laughs> are, you, are you all in in Austin? No, I'm not, but I think he's better than Mike Dudley. Or he has potential. I'd take Mike Dudley – or the the – growth that Reeves could have, I'd take over whatever Mike Dunleavy did. He, I mean, he's playing for a Team USA team. We have never seen that from Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. And actually thriving. Uh, so, do you think he, so I was talking about my guy, Doug. The man scored 12 points on two field goal attempts. How the hell is this guy doing this? It's like FIBA where you don't get foul calls, supposedly. 17, four and four is what Doug thinks he'll average. Or my guy for, over here at the <laughs> Sports Network. Uh, I got to see it a little bit more. He kind of, there were some moments last year where he was solid, but right, like there were some shooting moments where you would go away. So I got to see the consistency there. But he is a good player, there's no doubt about it. He's probably going to give the Warriors headaches this year because they have a hard time with guys like that that can dribble and have size a little bit. So he'll probably be a little bit of an issue. And LeBron James is on his team, and Anthony Davis when uh, when they're not falling down and getting hurt. Uh, what what do you got? Uh, I got Cal and Stanford officially joined ACC. What Tyler, real quick, best part of it. Duke and North Carolina come in here to play basketball. That is the best part of it, no doubt about it. That ticket will be that will be a hot ticket right there. That will be a tough one to get. Uh, I'm with you on that. That's the best reason for it, for sure. And I, I, is there any football? I mean, Cal's so bad, but I guess – is there an ACC Florida State? I guess if they ever had to come hmm. out here, that would be kind of fun to see. Deion Sanders I mean, out Cal here. and Stanford are so <laughs> bad at football. It just makes anything not really matter. Depends on what Alabama is what do you know? North Texas. What are you, what are you talking about? That's a big win. Have you ever been to the Berkeley Stadium? Yeah. It's a sick stadium. It's an interesting stadium. I just like it. I like the way they have all the redwoods around it with the trees like out there. Uh, what do you got, Brian? What do you think is the best part of it? That the swimming, that they can stay competitive in the swimming department now? <laughs> <laughs> like you guys were saying, I think um, do come in here come in there for basketball. I think that's the best part. I, I don't think they haven't been relevant in football for so long that, you know. Has Duke been back since Casey Jacobson hit that game winner in 1998, I believe it was. Stanford? <laughs> Stanford. Oh, Duke? No, that was such a great game, too, over at oh, uh, unreal. Over in Oakland. That was, that was a classic over at Sandy and Paul's watching that one. That was a good run over there with that because he was a big Jacobson fan. Uh, yeah, that's a, that was a great game over there. Do you, uh, do you, guys, do you guys think that uh, Washington can challenge USC this year in the in the Pac-12? 
I think I think I, I think it's possible. I don't trust anybody. USC's defense to be can be had if it needs to be had. It, it seems like, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll I, I, I was impressed with the way they played against Boise State. They look like they have a good, really good offense. Washington. With a quarterback named Phoenix, you can never go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but nothing beats two Yasa Sopa. Nothing. That's the best one. But I have his autograph right behind me, right? Uh, what do you What do you got for uh, MVP race? Acuna or Betts? I gotta say though, when I Acuna three straight games with a home run to start off a series against the Dodgers, uh, I'd say that's probably making a statement. He already was the first thirty sixty guys, and he has to get to forty sixty to be the MVP. <laughs> He's got three straight days with a home run, Tyler. Who do you got? I mean, I had Acuna before the three. I mean, he's doing things no one's ever done. A 30 and 60 with 60 stolen bases. He's leading the league in hitting. He's, a, I mean, Mookie's a great defender as well. They're both great right fielders. Mookie's a little more, you can put him anywhere on the field, playing shortstop and second base. But I don't know. I just think Acuna's doing things I've never really seen power and speed-wise since Barry Bonds, and he's doing it differently. Tyler, or Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Acuna just because the – the Braves have just been unreal all year. I mean, Tyler, um, what do you think about Team USA losing today to Lithu- Lithuania? 110-104. Uh, they, they end up losing is, is the Austin It's a big hit to Austin Reeves. No, I, I, I think it's actually good for Team USA. I think it's going to help them because just a wake-up call right before the games matter. Steve Kerr has something to motivate them by saying, oh, you could actually you need to focus, you need to play better, play harder. I think it's actually good timing. I mean, I never want to see Team USA losing basketball. It's always embarrassing. But I think it could be a good thing going forward. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think and it's and, and I've, I have a feel-good headline for the NBA. They're going to put up a, a Kobe statue in front of the Lakers stadium. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Did it say what jersey? Number 8 or 24? Did it, did it <laughs> yeah, maybe 8 on the front, 24 <laughs> on the back? If you get one of those, <laughs> I, get, I guess his wife announced it. Very cool, very cool. But I put a lot of pressure on you to look what up, and you got the job done, Johnson. That's what. That's why you're one of the best. Yeah, uh, you, did, you just stole the headline right out of my mouth. Jamal McGee! <laughs> 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 that was the one. And I guess uh, there was, I guess there was some um, – ref that was under investigation for retiring early but i guess they ended the investigation so i guess they found Eric, nothing well, i think lewis. the ref retired or resigned yeah retired that's what i mean or is eric lewis yeah that was a there was a funny video that came out with him and the other refs. i thought that was a good uh, like social media one just a little check in eight hour draft here uh, we're in round 17, fifth pick of overall we still got six rounds can, to go can we get it done there. before thursday night who was Jason your guy's Myers. first picks? Uh, I took my, my Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup were my first three picks. I went heavy Man, the waiver wire in this league is going to be pathetic. You better know your football. You better know. <laughs> Who the hell are your running backs? <laughs> I, I got Pollard still and oh, Stevens. Good. And, Stevens. and who? Uh, oh, the Patriots bad. one. Uh, Patriots good. running back. And, and I got Acres too, so. Um, you know, yeah, one time I did a 15-team league with Howie, and it was just the worst waiver. Yeah, Howie from Windsor. <laughs> it was like the, the, the worst waiver wire I've ever dealt with in my life. I was like, I, I, I couldn't pick up anybody. It was just so Right, I think Howie was controlling 14 of the teams. And just <laughs> up with Howie from Windsor. 
<laughs> yeah, like they, they always invited me. It was like a he was part of a company, and they was a he was invited me to do a fancy draft. We always did it at Hooters every year. Hooters, they have good <laughs> wigs, apparently. Right? That's the that's for, that's the reason you went there, Feather. Um, Brian, uh, I think we're at that time of the show. Unless you guys got anything else, I got. I was look. That's the breaking news I saw was that uh, the, the team upset there. I'm going to be on Sunday scares here in a little bit with uh, Jimmy, so it'll be fun to jump on with him. But before we do that, we got to end our show with, of course, our usual, our winners and losers of the week. Ryan, you get us started with uh, where we where you want to go with this. I'm going to go losers. Okay, what do you got? I'm, I'm going to go a little bit political. I'm getting oh. tired. I'm getting tired. Of, I'm getting tired of COVID, and you know what? You know why the liberals are bringing it up? They want to do mail-in ballots again. But you know, it's like time to move on. We got to get back to normal life. And I'm tired of hearing about COVID. The Reds haven't they allowed mail-in ballots forever? Like, but but I mean, they're trying to get back to like normal ballots where you'd have to go out there, and the people are like, they're bringing COVID back, and it's just man. We've had Ryan, you got to get out of Southern California. You got to get, yeah, you got to get some. Not for There's too many. You got your people. Just like, just like, just like (laughs) Trump said, do not comply. (laughs) Do not comply. Brian, I think that they have for, uh, Brian, the one thing about you is you'll always speak your mind. I respect that about you on that part of the show. As long as 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 you're just honest with yourself, you can always say, anybody can say that on the platform. I don't think, I don't think, and they don't get disrespectful in that regard. They let people speak their mind with that. I, I'm never disrespectful. I just speak my mind. Exactly. Well, <laughs> with all due respect, with all due, <laughs> I said with all due respect. What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh yeah, Talladega <laughs> night. You, you, you can't say that, man. You can say whatever you want after that. You can say whatever you want. I can say I do whatever I want. So it's that's like a famous talking to an umpire. It's like, can I? Can I say you suck? No. Can I think you suck? Yeah, I think you. You can say it, or you can think it. All right, I think you suck. <laughs> That's why I respected. That's why I respected Bobby Cox, man. He just went after the umpires. Big balls, Bobby. Big balls, <laughs> Brian or Tyler. Who do you got for loser of the week? I got the TMB podcast. This didn't show up last week. Oh, Stuff man. came up. <laughs> this was a big lo- loss. A big loser was TMB podcast. Called himself out. Wow. He, he like called, text me at seven fifty eight, and I'm just like, I'm about to go to bed, and he's like. Yeah, you want to do a pod? It's like I, need I didn't a, know you were. Need some more time before that. Come on, bedtime. come on. <laughs> you geriatric. <laughs> eight o'clock bedtime. Hey, I've been. I went to bed at eight fifteen last night, or, or uh, then I had to come up and watch all the replays of all the games. Uh, that's a good one, Tyler. Calling out the honesty with that. But today, you were able to give a little bit of a of a, yes. a, a little bit lower. How we We'll be back <laughs> next week. Don't worry. We'll be back next week. If they missed it, this is the, this is the pod to check you out. You missed TNB, check them out on Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. I got both the guys. I'm able to be this week with it. All right, back to Windsor. Uh, back to uh, winners and losers of the week. I got just just because the story came up. Antonio Brown just always comes to mind because that's uh, I read this article about him at the Arena Football League and what he did to those guys. I mean, is anybody a worse uh, businessman towards people in the world? I mean, that guy might be one of the worst towards them. There's some other ones too, but he, he just didn't, the way he, he says didn't pay them, right? No, he doesn't pay people. <laughs> uh, on a sports side, I got Angels, Rangers. I mean, you, the Angels were waving seven guys, 25. Their whole team on waivers? Is that what they put on their whole team on waivers? They end up doing it. Rangers can't win a game. Team USA, like I said, 
in the eight-hour fantasy draft. Update. The guy has, what are we at here? Saturday showdown. You still have seven hours and five minutes to make your selection. So then it will leave something. We have a little time possibly to wait there with it. Brian, winner of the week. I'm going to go winner of the week. Um, okay, How about go. Punk? <laughs> How about your boy Punk? Is he going to go to WWE? Do they get him? No, I'm, I'm just going to go football as winner of the week. We're getting it back, and it's the best time of the year. That's the Johnson I do. I wrote it down. Brian's going to steal that one from me. So there you go. Now why do you steal from me? I thought you were going to go CM Punk. You're going to go to the WWE. I thought that was who you're going to go with. I haven't, I haven't been watching it lately, to be honest with you. Wow. This is revealing. Yeah, but, no I, don't, I don't like the storylines. I don't like it. <laughs> the storylines. Like, they're bringing all these, like, like older women wrestlers back. Like, why don't you develop what they have in NXT and bring them up or something? I don't know. The minor leagues are hurting. I get it. The minor leagues are hurting right now. What do you got, Tyler, for winner of the week? I got my winner is Brock Bowers. I just – the tight end from Georgia. The guy's going to be the best tight end in the NFL. I'm, he's unbelievable. The play he had yesterday, he's just you can't tackle him. And he's huge, and he can catch, and he runs fast. I don't know. I, he just seems like the best tight end I've seen in college. Um, That guy was massive. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's huge. Um, John Fisher, Ryan, yes, loser of the week as well. We always say he's loser. I thought of he was the winner of the week. <laughs> he's definitely the, the worst interview of all time last last week. That's what I had for loser of the week. For winner of the week, I also had the A's. Thank you for threatening, saying uh, we got to keep, we got to get, uh, we got to keep our team name. We got to get the expansion rights. If they end up uh, moving, at least is a threat. Let's at least start there and make sure you're at least. I want to try to keep the name. I would hate for the to be the Las Vegas A's. Um, what do you think about? I also had Braves and Acuna. We talked about that winner of the week. CBS and the Big Ten. Does that seem normal? That was a little weird yesterday. See uh, that music come on, and then it was Ohio State versus Indiana. Yeah. That it wasn't quite the same to me. <laughs> it was definitely interesting. I normally see Florida versus Tennessee or Ole Miss versus South Carolina. That one was remember back in the day, paid man income with Tennessee. That one was odd, man. That that those to me, those are like some of the nostalgic things, like right. But like, let's just say my kids get into college football, like for them, it will just be CBS and Big Ten. Let's say, yeah. you know, like that. Be what do you mean you had? Uh, what do you mean you were watching like Mississippi State? Or they, they probably were never on the prime time game, were they? Mississippi State, <laughs> they were probably never on that one. What's the what's one of a matchup that you? If it's just the teams that are on, you're watching. Is it Penn State anything at night for you, Tyler, basically? Not anything. It has to be. A, I didn't watch that West Virginia game much. I yeah. just watched for, like, two minutes. I checked in every once in a while. It's got to be. Like, if it's Penn State, Ohio State, at Penn State, I'll watch that Ohio State as well. Or Penn State at Mi- or versus Michigan. Those games are just – it's the best like, setting in college football for me. I feel like if I see a Florida State or LSU night game on, possibly I kind of watch for a little bit too. Or not Florida State. Yeah, LSU is great also. Yeah, that's the one Florida State. But Florida Gators, that's also one that's on, like, kind of their, their night games as well. Uh, and Oregon night. I I do like the Oregon night games. Those are kind of – How many more years of Bo Nix can he play college football? I feel like he's been around since 2010. He's, he, just, he's the new age Chris Winkie. 
Chris Wicky Dicky Doo. That was the guy I've heard. That's a better. What was he? Twenty nine when he played for the for Florida State. I was like, how can you have a how can you have a twenty seven year old as your quarterback? Like that seems so wrong in the NFL. Like I don't know. That was, that was always weird to me. All right, guys, we were hitting on an hour mark here. I think that was a pretty good show, Tyler. It's always good to have you back on a Sunday, my friend. Maybe we can do it again here soon. We do make yeah, a little nice. at least every other week. It's been good to kind of catch up with you then. See you guys hopefully on TMB this week, getting ready to preview a show, I'm assuming. Yeah, we're yeah, uh, pre- preview week one against the Steelers. and What else you got? Maybe on we'll tap? have more visceral thoughts on Nick Bosa not being on the team, or if he's on the team, and we can break that yeah. down exactly what we think. Uh, th- there is an update. They said both sides agreed he's going to be the highest paid player, but it's like, like the the inter like the little details in the contract is what they have to kind of figure <laughs> out. But it's, it seems like it's really close to happening. The little details in the contract. <laughs> the little details. Uh, that is optimistic a, way to look at it. Oh, they have little details. That's what uh, that's what the la- <laughs> your last words there. Um, yeah, no, I think that'll be good. I'm doing, we're going to be talking to him, Brian, you're jumping on talk of the gridiron again with Jimmy yeah. and I, hopefully we'll get rev up. Maybe Tyler, maybe I'll send you a link or whatever, but hopefully you can get on one of these times with it. Um, it was, it's fun it, to it have was, it was great. We just went, it was, we went on some rain about Mac Jones. It was awesome. That was good. You enjoyed that. Or when's Tyler, Adam joining? When's Adam getting on one of these? Said, That's going to be a viral comment. You got to cut. You got to at least comment in a few times like you did last week. Uh, chime in with a few comments there uh, on the show. We should have a good one. I have a good one planned for us tonight. We're going to go over our Super Bowl picks. We got, I got, we're going to go over Nick Bosa talk. That's going to be our opening segment there. So I'm interested to get Jimmy's thoughts uh, on that making a difference. We're also going to get into some news and notes. And uh, we'll give our week one some picks on the big games as well. Uh, so I don't know. That, those, that's going to be what's on tap today for talking the gridiron over at Variety Sports Network. Tyler, you weren't on for episode 150. It is really strange hearing that music. I want to get that on my background here just when we do certain things. We'll be talking SEC. I just want to have the little chime on there to hit it. Uh, uh, I just think it's going to be a big, uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll, we got that show. I got You weren't on for episode 150, like I was saying. It's kind of crazy. We made it all the way to 151 right now, still going. So it's really cool. And you could jump on along with Brian, kind of like we're always doing the same thing, talking sports. Um with that said, I think that's that. We're going to end the show there with it. Um, guys, with that said, I'll see you next week. All right. Peace. 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 Hey, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.